Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Titletown Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All Day Packers. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Braun and Mason. Braun, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. You can follow me on Instagram at Lambo Leapers. All right, and I'm also joined by Mason. Mason, how are you? Doing great as well, man. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Packer Posts. All right, and we are joined by a very special guest today, uh, Jay Sternberger, tight end for the Packers, going into his second year this season. He was a third-round pick last year from Texas A&M, and we're very excited to have him on. All right, Jace, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. No problem. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, Jace, so what have you been doing, you know, during this quarantine situation to kind of stay in football shape? Uh, You know, just really maximizing uh what I can with what I have, you know. I got my own home. Uh, We got a little weight room in our garage set up. Uh, I kind of live somewhat in the country, so it's like it's pretty easy to get on the roads and just, you know, go running and do little stuff like that. But not a lot you can do, you know, other than just a lot of push-ups, a lot of different stuff around the house, and then <laughs> just been trying to stay somewhat busy. Uh, you know, my whole family, they're pretty uh, into sports and whatnot, so they're constantly working out too. So, you know, we're always doing something at the house, but taking the dogs for a walk and, you know, just staying low-key. So where are you staying right now? Uh, I'm currently back home in Oklahoma with my family. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Have you been uh, watching any shows, playing any games lately? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been hyped this whole time for Ozarks coming out. So I've, obviously I watched that in I think like two days. And I'm already I'm already rewatching the whole series again. You know, I, I just love that show. Uh, I'm a big family guy, big Rick and Mort- I love the adult cartoons. So I watch all that, you know, in the past yeah. time. And then uh, – games you know i've always played fortnite but since the quarantine uh pandemic i've, I've started streaming so the past like two weeks i'll say it's probably been up almost a week now i've been streaming and stuff so I, i'm actually in the process of uh getting my whole room set up with my got a green screen coming and all that good stuff oh that's cool are you on twitch are you on twitch i am i am i just got what's your uh what's your twitch name uh jace stern 87 Okay, I'll shoot you a file. I want to check this out. Sweet, yeah. I'll say, uh, like I said, I, I I just started it about a week and a half ago. So once I get my computer, I'll be able to start playing more. Right now, I'm, the only time I play is when I'm over at my buddy's because he has a PC there. So, but yeah, I like it. It's fun. I get a lot of cool Packers fans on there. It's fun. Yeah. So, uh, have you played much Madden at all? I mean, you're in the game, so that's got to be that had to be cool, especially coming in as a rookie and being able to play as yourself. Right. Uh, growing up, I was always, you know, I was always, I played Madden, but I was always playing NCAA with my friends and stuff. And then by the time NCAA quit getting made, uh, everybody started to get like really good at Madden. And like, I just wasn't the big, the biggest, I used to be a big sports games player when I was little, but as I got older, I got into the more story modes, the, you know, shooting games and stuff like that. So I kind of, I didn't take a break from Madden, but then obviously this year when I was on it, I was like, okay, I got to get active on it. And then I was trash compared to everybody else. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I just, I got some dynasties built up, but there's no salary cap and none of that. So I can like basically do whatever I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's it, what's it like going to Madden from actually playing in the pros? Is it like reading a children's book? Like yeah, how, no, how really realistic is, is it, it? It's just like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, I've, I've seen this before off Madden. We've had to do this before. I know, I so you know certain things about a, a, another team, whatever, just all like their rosters because well, on Madden they have them at this and little stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. 
All right, I got a quick question for you, Jace. Um, so, you know, in your first year, you got to be in a tight end room with probably two of the most mature tight ends in the league, Mercedes Lewis. You know, I think he's going into his, his 16th NFL season now. Yep, and then 15. Yep. That's crazy. And then Jimmy Graham, obviously, one of the – in his heyday, was probably one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Just, I just want to know how was it being able to play with those two and, you know, what did they, what did they teach you and what did you learn from them? Uh, it was no doubt, but by far like one of the biggest blessings, you know, I've, uh, been encountered with, um, you know, just the wisdom that you can just kind of feel their presence, you know, when they walk in the room. And, uh, like I said, I grew up watching, you know, Jimmy tear up the whole NFC, you know, for years. And mm -hmm. then, you know, day one, I'm walking in there and, uh, it was just, it was one of those things that I was, cause you know, Mercedes was still finishing school up during the OTA. So it was like, it was really, I got a lot of time with Jimmy. So you know, we slowly got to know each other, but, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. Like from day one, you know, just hearing him say, he's like, Oh, you're my rookie and stuff. And I was just like, all right, you know, like, that's mm -hmm. cool. Like I'm really finna like put all my egos, all how good I think I am, whatever this and that is to the side, you know, and really just be a sponge and just listen to everything this guy has to say. Cause it was like, it's always different. You know, that you got coaches who've never played your position before or actually played football. You know, they're just, they just got the brains behind it, which is fine. But it's always different when someone's coaching you or giving you tips and they've done what you want to do and done it to the best out of anybody, you know? So it's like anytime yeah. Jimmy was speaking, it was like, dude, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, I really got to capitalize with this. And um, same way with Mercedes, you know, when he came in and just his leadership and the way he, you know, handles younger players and the way he literally manhandles everybody on the field. It's just, you know, very respected and, uh, you know, I, I just really, really was fortunate to be under those two this year. Yeah, so, you know, as the roster stands right now, it looks like you're the number one option at tight end. I mean, do you think you're ready for that kind of role coming into your second year? Uh, I mean, most definitely. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, I left school early for a reason. Uh, obviously, I want to contribute to the team, but, you know, I think that's one thing as a group, you know, this whole tight ends, uh, including, like I said, me and uh, Tanya, and we talk almost every other day about it, but it's just like, you know, we just feel like we're, we're not getting really the respect we deserve around the league, you know, from based on what we put on film with the, when our opportunities happen, you know, it's more of a personal thing for both of us. It's just like, you know, we're really ready to prove everybody that, you know, uh, we could have been playing last year, you know, Jimmy just, he was starter and, you know, he had to do what the, he, he had to do what he had to do, but the, it wasn't a knock against us that we weren't ready for it. Cause like I said, at the end of the day, it's still playing football. You know, when you, whenever you start making more of what it is, then that's when all these other problems start happening. So me coming into this year, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's football. I'm going to practice just like I practice every day, play hard. And then, you know, however it plays out, that's how it plays out, but I'm most definitely ready for it. What are yeah, some definitely. like, what are some like specific aspects of your game you're looking to improve this offseason to take your game to the next level? Uh, I'd say not definitely like my releasing, like my releases, not coming out of a mm -hmm. stance though, like either being a two point or, you know, we run so many different things in our offense where our tight ends can be, you know, the outside receiver or we're the third receiver inside. So, you know, just having more of a plan and not just being – a strictly a, a tight end who can you know comes off the line but also um getting past that second level you know the first level is always where it gets a little congested and then by the time people get to the second level they want to panic and they don't have time they don't keep their technique and they're just trying to hurry and get open you know before quarterback gets sacked but 
my thing is I'm really trying to instill patience in my route running, you know, really understanding the concepts. And that goes back to just learning the plays better and understanding football better as a whole, you know, really learning these concepts. And, you know, so, you know, the timing, you know, when Aaron's looking for you, so you can really run that route, how you, you want to run it and not rush it. And then you watch it on film. You're like, damn, if I would have ran that route, we would have been wide open, you know? Right. So, Jace, talk a little bit about your, you know, your draft process from last year. Obviously, the draft's coming up in a couple of weeks, and you know, what was uh, what was the situation with the Packers early on? Were they interested in you right away? Uh, actually, I would say I, I don't know if I should say interested. I, I would definitely say intrigued. You know, uh, they were one of my first formal meetings, and then throughout the day, we have the informals in the uh, train station, and I met with Coach Alton every day during that. Uh, you know, so I, I was like, you know, they're either really have a lot of questions about me and, or they really, you know, they're interested in me. And then, you know, I thought both all of our visits and meetings went well. And then from there, you know, they were my first 30 for 30 visit. And so, you know, once I got there and uh, got to meet the coaches more, have you know, because you, you only get to meet them in the combine for about 15 minutes. And so uh, when I went on my visit, you know, I, was re- I really got to sit down with them, you know, got to learn about them. If they have families, you know, what's important to them, this and that. And so. Uh, when I was doing that, I really, I just had a really good feeling about Green Bay, something like, okay, I can actually see myself here, you know, like, this is a city I can live in, like, kind of reminds me of back home, small town, blue collar, you know, and so, uh, and then come draft day, you know, like, I knew, like, they, you know, everybody says stuff, but, you know, they told me, that, like, if you're available, when we're up to pick, like, we're, we're going to take you, you know, like, you're my favorite tight end in this class, as what me and Coach Alton talked about, and then, so I had a couple of teams, ideally, who I thought, you know, were interested. But then when Green Bay was coming up, it was one of those things I was, you know, cr- had my fingers crossed. Right. So who uh, – how did you find out that the Packers drafted you? I'm assuming a phone call. Who called you? Yeah, yeah. And what did they say? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Goody, he gave me the call. And then uh, it was just like, you know, it was typical. Like, the Jays, how's it going, whatever. And then. Right. You're like you're ready to be a you're ready to be a Packer, and I honestly literally can't remember word for word because once I saw the area code, I kind of blacked out, and right. it all just <laughs> yeah, it was more of I was just like I was like who the hell is calling me from Wisconsin? And I was like oh shit, okay yeah, like you're about to get drafted. Let's do this, and then uh, it's funny because so we uh we actually my parents moved down the street and my two little brothers we they moved to a bigger house down the street the year i left for juco so like i never really got to enjoy this house right and so parents fixed this we have this pretty nice house everything's you know all dad's done all this different yard work stuff to make it you know just look look really you know place you can go hang right. out and relax and so we throw this huge draft party and huge in meanings of kingfisher oklahoma huge so like my town's five thousand people so we literally had probably about 150 to 250 people at my house and a lot of it was my family but you know just other friends people i grew up with this and that we're all having a good time and i think the draft started at like seven that night and so i didn't get picked to like 9 15 well that's two hours of of social <laughs> social socialing so there was and well where my parents made the mistakes is they had all of our alcohol and all the other drinks were in our garage, just like, you know, normal people. Like, you'd go outside, get a drink, then you'd go back into the patio, all that. Well, come 9.30, everybody started migrating just towards the garage, not even thinking, but they were playing games in there. And, you know, it was just one thing after another. <laughs> well, shit, sure enough, <laughs> I get the call when everybody's out there. So I'm like, 
I just kind of walk off. I leave the garage. I go out into the uh, driveway. And um, I'm talking. I don't even think of it because I just know I just got drafted by the Packers. I'm on cloud nine. But meanwhile, Buffalo is on the clock. And so (laughs) my whole family, everybody's in there. They're like, you know, they're happy, but they're like, Buffalo? Like, this is where you have to, you know, not, not that there's nothing wrong with Buffalo, but, you know, like, hey, come visit me in Buffalo. Like, you know, that doesn't sound the most attractive yeah. to, to, to my friends. I'm like, literally no one is going to come see me. That's what my parents were thinking. And then the Bills, I think they draft Devin Singletary. Then literally the look on my parents' faces and, like, everybody, when they were like, no freaking way, because then they saw Green Bay was up next. Like, everybody, like, threw their arms up, like, you do like when you make a, a deep pass in, in a game, you know, and he breaks the tackle and he has 30 yards to run and you're just holding up the one, like <laughs> literally that's how it went down. And then, so then like I kind of hung up and I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just kind of walked back in the garage and then, you know, they made the announcement and then the rest of everything was awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's crazy. So, so it was pretty easy for you going to green Bay, I imagine. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Such a small town. Do you ever get yeah, like recognized was. in public up there? Uh, I think I mean I I definitely do, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's because like it's I'm me. Like, granted, I'm in Wisconsin. I'm six four. Like, I I kind of like obviously I kind of like stand out just right. size wise. So it's not like a hey, this Jace. Like we have our helmets on, and you know I really hadn't made a noise noise yet where people can just recognize me through my face mask yet. So, but you know there mm-hmm. people would put two and two together and. I mean, in Green Bay, I would go to the same places to eat and like the same gas station and stuff. So it's like, I just, you know, became friends with the locals and stuff. Then they knew who I was. And then, you know, once I started playing more, then I definitely started getting some more recognition, but not nothing like I do when I'm back home in Texas. So when you finally did make it to Green Bay and, you know, got to the facility and met, met everybody, who was like your first friend on the team? Uh, first friend on the team. So I wouldn't just say a friend. I would more say like, companions but it was really everybody in that rookie draft class because as soon as rookies get to ota like we have we do the stuff with the vets but then the vets get to go home at noon and then the rookies are there till five we have more meetings more so you know what i'm saying like you're it's like you're going to school again with all these prospects and all the all the draft picks and then all the uh you know undrafted free agents and so like through there you know like manny wilkins curtis bolton elton darnell like, you know, me and Elton, are, I, I got close with Elton, but I, I wouldn't say I haven't got, I got close with everybody because it was like, you know, when you're forced to be with those dudes for that long of a day and like, we're, we're getting, you know, they had to bring in all these different speakers and we're learning about each other's families. So it was like, as a whole, it, it was really when I got there, the, the rookies, you know, we just stuck together and then started branching off. But, and everybody in Green Bay, so like, they're some, like the, the vets, you know, they're, they're not assholes. Like they're all friendly and stuff. So it was like, it was easy to make friends. Yeah. So, Jace, you, you picked the number 87 or was that given to you? Uh, I picked it, but it was – my choices were very slim. It was 87 or 86, and the first thing I hear is 87. I'm like, Travis Kelsey, I got to, got to keep the tradition going. Like, girl, <laughs> yeah, Travis yeah. Kelsey, like, it is what it is. Yeah, so did you realize that Jordy Nelson was the, was the guy who wore it before you? No. Well, I mean, obviously, I knew he wore it and stuff. Like, I was like, I watched football. And, like, Jordy Nelson's a stud. But it, it was one of those things. I was like, damn, did he just leave there? Or has he been in Oakland for a couple of years? Like, it wasn't one of those <laughs> things. Where I was like, oh, I got to take Jordy's number and live, you know, 
make people forget about him. But then I suddenly realized about, I think 20 minutes after I posted in my bio that I was number 87, I started getting just messages and comments. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, they have no idea (laughs) that I literally picked this number at 10 o'clock at night after I'd been at my draft party for three and a half hours. Like it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't one of those, like I put a lot of thought and it's like, I'm going to live up to Jordy's legacy and I'm going to take his number. And no, it was none of that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool though. I mean, that's gotta be crazy to, to pick that number and then have all these fans in your comments and stuff, you know, but yeah, definitely your goal is to try to live up to it and, you know, just kind of fill his shoes at least. Right. And it's one of those things. It was more of a thing after it happened. And I, you know, I was not responding to anybody, but after it happened, it kind of just, it gave me some motivation almost of it was just like, all right, y'all want to talk to me like this? Like keep the same energy in about two years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause it was more of like, now I just got more and more to prove. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh. Like when, once people get to know me first, they'll realize you weren't doing it for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Like you weren't taking it in spite of Jordy or any of that. Like right, trying. Yeah. yeah. Then they're going to be like, Oh, okay. Like he really just picked 87. Cause he one, I would never wear 86. Like, I think that's, a horrible i've never even wore 80s literally my tight end coach in college <laughs> i was wearing number 10 at AM at first true story he comes up to me and he was like you know 10 makes you look more like a receiver he said you, sh- you should wear an 80s number and like everybody already gave me crap like the coaches and stuff because they said i was his, i was coach brewster my tight ends coach i was his whipping boy like i always was the one made example <laughs> he was super hard on me like that's just always been me though growing up like i'm always the one who gets to the coaches are hard on me to make an example because it's like, oh, we know you can take it. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm glad I signed up for this. Like, this is great. But anyway, he made me, uh, he was like, yeah, you should, you should change your number. And then I changed it to 81 and then started balling at A&M. So I was like, well, you got to wear 80s in the league anyway. So, so I'd never even worn 80 numbers in the league to get to, to go with. And so, but then I was like, all right, Travis Kelsey and then make 87 look cool. I really wanted to wear 88. But that wasn't available at the time. Yeah. Right. So uh, Matt LaFleur is, was in his first year last year. And to me, uh, you know, we only get to watch his press conferences and things. And he seems like, you know, really laid back, really chill. Does he ever, like, get on your guys' asses a lot? Does, is he a screamer in, uh, in the meeting rooms? <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's not a screamer. But he can get on your ass. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, yeah. most part, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. And like, I'm not trying to speak for him or speak for any of our other players, but like, I, I honestly don't even know how old Coach LaFleur is, but like, <laughs> it's different, you know, like when there's guys in the league who are somewhat close to his age, so like, he has to talk to those guys in a different way, but like, and coach them in a different way, because it's like, you know, me and Aaron, we're not on the same level of coaching, like, he doesn't need as yeah. much as I do, this vice versa, so like, and then me being in the situation I was in, what I mean by that is being a rookie, being a tight end, someone who's supposed to be contributing to the offense. Uh, he was definitely on my case 24 <laughs> seven. So that's why okay. I laughed when you said, if you ever <laughs> got on our asses, hundred uh, percent, like I'm, yeah. Like I actually talked to him today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. That's interesting, so, man. But, so it, but it's all good, but it's, but it's all good vibes. It's, it's like, I'll yeah, say, yeah, it's, of course. Yeah, I'll say, like, it's nothing bad. I would, I would be worried if he wasn't, you know, on my case. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. So, Jace, about Aaron, what's what's your communication like with him? You know, on a weekly basis, uh, especially during the season. <laughs> uh, it's more of a I speak when spoken to. Not that he, it, those are the rules, but just because Aaron's so funny and like is always playing jokes and messing with us, and it's like. I'm just like, oh, please don't call on me today. Please don't make me do something. Please don't make me tell a joke in front of the team. Like, please don't ask me something that you like. He'll literally ask me questions or do something to not just me, but to anybody. From like, he'll say something that was in their offense, you know, four years ago, and like, he'll be like, he'll be like, what the hell? Like, how did you not like what you you didn't get that right, whatever? And then it's like. I, you know, I'm like, geez, I suck. Like, what am I doing? You know, why did I do this? And then Devontae's <laughs> like, dude, he's like, dude, we haven't ran this in four years. Like, you're, you're good. You know? <laughs> but it's stuff like that. Like, he just, he just is always keeping us on our, keeping me on my toes in, anyway. So it's like, and it was one of those things where Aaron's not, and the same way with Big Dog is like, you know, those are two of the best at what they do. It's like, they're not just going to be chatty Kathy to some arrogant kid who just got drafted, you know, left school early. Like, you have to earn their, not earn their presence, but like, you know, to really start having those conversations, like you have to prove to them that you want to be here. And like, this is, you take this serious as they do, you know, but so Aaron, me and Aaron definitely have had a different relationship where it was more of like, I was just learning from him 24 seven. Cause it was like, you know, he's been doing his offense for 14 years and I've been doing it for four weeks. So it was, <laughs> it was a different thing, you know? It wasn't more of like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? How are the how's the fam?" <laughs> there was never none of yeah. that. But not that it not that it can't be. I'm not saying that by any means. It was just I had a lot to learn this year. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. yeah. We've seen that from Aaron. He kind of from to us at least. It seems like he develops relationships with his guys as they prove themselves on the field. Right, and um, and it's no bad bad uh, energy on his side. This is one of those things. It's like just how I mean, like just as you guys like if there's some you know someone wanting to start a random podcast whatever and it's like you don't know if they're wasting your time they don't know if you're serious and it's like you've been doing it for so long it's like you're not gonna waste your breath like when realistically you know like you're not gonna be there as long as this kid thinks he you know what i'm saying like kids are in and out yeah, of the league yeah. and stuff so yeah. it's one of those things you just have to earn this trust yeah all right man that was good stuff thanks for coming on man no problem thanks for having me thanks jace no problem yeah I appreciate no, it jace no problem Take it easy, bro. All right, and that was our conversation with Jace Sternberger. Thanks to Jace for coming on the show. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Today Inside Dalton Packers podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers and on Twitter as well. Uh, Braun on Instagram at Lambo Leapers and Mason on Instagram and Twitter at Packer Posts. Uh, we'll be back within the next week, hopefully, with a wide receiver prospects ranking. And we'll probably do another episode after that just of a general draft overview. So be on the lookout for that and make sure to subscribe on all platforms we're available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And yeah, go Pack Go!